0: Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host, who always got the highest grades in middle school and high school, Dr. Grace Lee. Hello and welcome to another episode of Career Revisionist by your host who was always that nerd and the teacher's pet in middle school and high school. <laughs> well, I I had to get the highest grades. I mean, I was always an ambitious individual. I was even as a child and an adolescence, a preteen, I was always ambitious. And actually, back then, my ambition was was really driven purely by my craving for recognition. You know, I just wanted to be praised. I just wanted to have someone tell me that I did well, you know, and I always craved it. It was an obsession I had in middle school, middle school and high school. And that was my drive to do well in school. And, you know, at start before that, before all of that started, I really didn't think that I had what it took to to do well in school. I mean, I mean I am originally from Hong Kong and English was my second language. So this was a struggle for me because in the beginning of elementary school when, you know, I had come to Canada, all of my peers were Caucasian and they were speaking English and I was the only one who was a visible minority and I couldn't speak English well and they had to actually pull me out of class and I had this special Tutor to make sure that my reading was up to speed, you know, that I was at a the, at that of an appropriate reading level with it, with grammar, you know, vocabulary, and also with my enunciation, and that was a struggle for me because I just felt like, you know, I was special, but not in a good way, you know, and so I I, I always felt like passively you know, in the back of my mind, I always felt that school wasn't for me. And that just wasn't where my the point at which I excelled. But when I started applying myself, just a little bit, you know, when I started to realize that, oh, maybe I can do well, it was around, you know, the the, the early teen phases where, you know, I, I I was kind of coasting through school. And then all of a sudden, your teacher kind of like hands you an award and says, you know, congratulations, you did well in this particular subject. And then I kind of, surprise you know catches me by surprise and I realized huh I didn't really apply myself you know I, or I didn't deliberately get this I didn't it wasn't my intent you know and so it kind of just that was like, like kind of like the first time when I realized that, oh maybe I maybe I can do well at school but I didn't know what that looked like you know but um Anyways, that was my history. I mean, in, in high school was definitely where I started really, really excelling, was in high school throughout the beginning and towards the end of high school. And that was, of course, a different stage in life where I realized that after high school was when life begins, you know, you're you're, you're, you're 14, you're 15, 16, and, and you have this impending graduation at 17, 18 years old. And for me, it was like, oh, oh. This is it, the real world, what do I do now? You know, so it was like, um, I gotta I gotta make sure this counts. <laughs> and it made sense for me at the time to to do well in high school because for me it was my you know, I, I was responsible for the rest of my life. And fast forward till today, now I realize that the just kind of the decisions you made back then didn't always make sense, you know, given who you are now and the level of self-awareness that I have now the the decisions I made and the way that I made my decisions way back then in my teenage years preteen years didn't always make sense right but really that is a tangent I'm going off on a tangent today I am not here to talk to you about grades or academia or education that is another podcast episode today I want to talk about resumes and if you've been following my work for some time now, you know that I am not a proponent at all on the job application. You know because I realize that job applications are something that made sense back then. You know, especially before the in the, before the introduction of the internet and, and Wi Fi and and different. Uh, hiring processes. But nowadays, you know, competition is everywhere and there's too much noise in the marketplace. Companies are now starting to change the way that they hire, their intake processes. And so there has been a rise in conversations about the resume. Is it still a living document, right? So, right. So for decades, right, resumes have been this ticket to entry into the working world right but they've lost their dominance because they're not re- re- they're not reflective enough of the person behind the document they don't really reflect who that person is right they don't demonstrate your aspirations they don't demonstrate who you are and the reason why is because it's just a snapshot in time a resume is just a static representation a static presentation a a very primitive artifact of you it doesn't really give a snapshot of how you work and, more importantly, the footprints that you've left in the world. Right? Because up until now, when the, at the time that you sit down and you craft your resume or at the time that you sit down and you update your resume, it's a snapshot of where you are now. And the resume leaves space for your work history a little bit about the accomplishments and the achievements, measurable achievements that you've made in various job titles and positions in your previous companies that you worked for. And it leaves space for your educational background. And perhaps, if it's appropriate, a summary of qualifications at the top, right? But there's no space in there where you really do talk about the impact you've made right in your work history uh, to date you have had contributions maybe your contributions have changed lives maybe your contributions have changed the way a certain industry the trajectory of a certain industry maybe it has changed the team members in your organization or in your department right but there's no space for those things and conversations like that on a resume because it's not appropriate you talk about objectives you talk about hard achievements that are measurable in numbers or dollar signs right but you don't talk about the footprints you've left you know the real snapshot of how you work and here's the thing hiring someone is a tremendous use of resources to an employer think about all the resources that they use to hire someone to intake to bring a new person on their team right they have there's an intake sequence they have to, maybe they hire HR rec- uh, representatives, maybe they hire recruiters, headhunters. There's a lot of personnel in their company, I- you know, internally that goes through the interview process that maybe sifts through final resumes and that does interviews as well. You know, they, they have to talk amongst themselves to, to come up with this description of who they need the needs that they have, right? So there's a lot of resources. There's time resources. There's capital as well. There's personnel. All of these resources. It's a tremendous use of resources. So before they risk the time, the money, and the personnel to make the final decision, they need to be sure that they're investing in the right candidate. So way back then, before the internet happened, people looked for jobs in newspaper classifieds, right? Back then, resumes were simple. They're they, were, they existed in standardized formats, and they focused on things like job duties and responsibilities. Right, but here's the thing. Today's modern technology completely changed how you submit your resume to potential employers. Sometimes, some employers, some companies, they ask you to fill out an online form instead of uploading resume. Or sometimes they just ask you to answer these questions that require thought and analysis because they want to see how you think. They want to see how you solve problems. They want to see how you approach challenges. And these questions on the form is exactly they take the place of your resume. Or sometimes they still ask for a resume, but in addition to answering other value-laden questions, right? So it's not as simple as submit your resume and then we'll look at it. And then if you are the right candidate, we will reach out to you. It's not so simple anymore. It's not so black and white animal anymore. But all in all, the traditional resume approach just doesn't meet the challenge of matching the right candidates to the right opportunities. Right? That's why there's this rising amount of apps out there, companies out there who help comp- who help other companies match candidates. Right? It's to remove errors in hiring you make a mistake in hiring it's very costly to the company not just in time in in productivity in opportunity costs and also of course in revenue right so that's why you know there's these there's they're trying to change the face of the intake process there's a lot of companies out there who offer matching services for employers looking for the right candidate right employers have to seek they have to seek out who has the right skills and they do that. They focus on skills rather than focus on who a person was in the past, right? And resumes aren't making the job any easier, right? To that extent, resumes could be described as either dead or dying, if you look at the the biggest companies out there like Google and Facebook, they the way they intake, of course, artificial intelligence is a part of it too, but the way they intake is no longer traditional job applications. Nowadays, if there are still some employers who like to see a resume, it's more of a formality than a requirement. After they've done the initial screening, after they've got to know who you are, how you work, how you solve problems, and if you can meet their true needs, then they might ask to see a resume just as a checkbox to see if everything else checks out. Right, It's now more of a formality than the front line of narrowing down and whittling down candidates, right? But here's the thing, before you throw out your resume completely, it's still a good idea to keep it updated because still there are there are still recruiters and headhunters who are using resumes partly because of the ATS. The ATS is the applicant tracking system and it still requires them, right? ATS still requires them and some employers still consider them the standards, the standard. They still consider resumes the standard by which to evaluate and sort through applicants. There are still some employers who do that and if you are out there and you want to get to that next level and you are working with a recruiter or you are working to reach out to companies and employers, it's still a good idea to have an updated resume on hand. Right? Think about but instead of approaching it like they did back before the Internet Times, before newspaper classified job ads, right? Think about ways that you can make it useful. Right. Start with making sure your resume answers the number one most important question employers have. And here's that question. They ask you, what can you do for me? Right. So this question is analogous to that. What's in it for me filter that everyone has when they're introduced to something new? Right. Think about if you as a consumer, you're You are needing, you are looking for this product. You want to buy a particular product because you have a problem that you want to solve or you have a pain or a pain point that you want to avoid. And you are searching online for a solution and there are several, right? So what's the first thing you think of? You want to know what's in it for me. So That filter, everyone has it when you're introduced to something new, what's in it for me, how will this benefit me, right? So the best way to get past this filter is to write a specific value statement that demonstrates a significant impact, right? So I'm talking about your resume here because you don't want to do away with those completely just yet in case someone asks you for an updated version and you're scrambling, that's not what you want to, that's not the situation you want to be in. So you want to keep an updated one on hand, right? So, an updated one includes answers. It includes a structure that answers the question, what can you do for them? So be specific, right? This is, this is a, a, a statement you want to include on your resume that demonstrates a significant impact that you've done. And now let me give you an example. Here is a specific example. It's like this increased company revenue by $5 million last fiscal year by building a sales team that brought in 10 new large business accounts, right? So that is like, it's very specific. It demonstrates a significant impact and reading between the lines. It also shows a footprint that you've left in the world in your contribution. Right? So if you're still not sure what to say, just think about how you can convey your likelihood to succeed in your role in your organization or your industry of interest, right? How can you demonstrate an unmistakable drive and an unmistakable talent, right? And make sure you adopt a format to, to suit all the new methods of submission, including an ATS, right? So when you're keeping up with all the changes in resume applications and hiring systems, you know, it's quite a headache, right? But you'll find if you haven't already, that it is absolutely essential. Because different companies have different ways of intaking new candidates. And there's so many new ways, up and coming new ways that are on the rise as apps come out, as new approaches come out to make the right hard decision right from the get-go. You know, it's to avoid the cost of making hiring mistakes. So you need to be aware of new developments like these to strengthen your ability to cope with and also to overcome associated challenges. Right. And I'm and, and if you've been following my work for a while, you know, I'm not I'm definitely not a proponent of those perpetual job applications, submitting endless job applications because the job because the job market now, the careers, right, are not these long, traditional 40 year tunnels. They were in the past and it made sense back then. It made sense to get a job apply, get a job, land a job, keep that job for years and decades, 20, maybe even 30 years, and work hard at it to earn financial stability. And it made sense back then. But today's careers are not 40-year tunnels, right? They're more like micro-careers where the roles are constantly fluctuating. You might be taking on several different projects. They're more project-based rather than one role you do f- until you retire. It's not like that anymore. And careers these days don't predictably end at age 65. right? So it's no longer a numbers game where you can just submit more application, more eyes on your resume and be invited to a, an interview and then land a job through an interview. That is moving. Things are moving away towards that right? And now it's more of, it's more of building relationships. It's a relationship economy. It's more adding value into your industry marketplace. And resumes just aren't cutting it in terms of being able to understand from reading it a contribution or a potential that you could have in this industry. And more so if you are transitioning to a different career direction or a different industry more so. This is even more important that you are aware of new developments in the intake process. Right, so this is what I wanted to share with you today. And if, you, if this is you and you are wondering, well, I want to know more about this This relationship economy? How do you transition into a different career direction? How do you get to that next? How do you make that next career move if it's not a numbers game? Because, you know, that's what you're taught in school. If that's you and you're wondering that, join us. You know, I have something for you. I have, it's called a career revisionist intensive. And it's a, a career intensive that just takes you through the process of what to do in today's modern careers how to approach career transitions without playing that numbers game, without endless job applications, right? So see if it's for you. Go to that link, careerrevisionist.com forward slash intensive and see if that is for you. The link is in the show notes. And of course, if you enjoyed my, my podcast as well, if you enjoyed Career Revisionist, I invite you to leave a review on iTunes. Go to, go to iTunes, leave a review for me. Your reviews are extremely important. If you're not an Apple user, I'm also on, on Android. I'm also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify. Just choose your favorite platform. Go to careerrevisionist.com revisionist, career and choose your favorite podcast platform. Leave questions for me as well in your reviews. I listen to, I read every single one of them. I love to answer my listeners' questions on occasion. And I look forward to hanging out with you in my next podcast.